All right, Connor, today on the podcast, this is an emergency podcast episode. This was not scheduled. This is, you know, so much craziness is happening right now. Sam Altman was just fired from OpenAI. I'm in the middle of a painting project, if you can see me. Got paint all over my shirt. I know you were just at Costco. Uh, it's a normal Saturday for us, but uh, we had to come together, do this emergency pod, talk about what's happening, because there's a lot of really interesting things that I think people do not uh, understand or they haven't, uh, they don't fully understand a around this whole situation. Uh, I know you've been completely dialed in. I've been seeing the the fast and furious uh, LinkedIn posts coming from you. You got a YouTube video you dropped last night. They got 10,000 views overnight. Like there's there's some crazy stuff going on. So Connor, uh, give us give us your like your overview of what you think is happening like as it sits right now with the whole situation of Sam Altman being fired uh, and and kind of what this means. So everybody woke up or or everybody sort of like spent yesterday thinking, is this a hoax? Is this a hoax? Right. So, yeah. and then I think that the big speculation, Jane, you dropped your podcast right away. I think you're maybe one of the first to say, Hey, here's uh, some of the things. And I think, you know, I think what a lot of people were thinking, like, what is it? It's, it, it was almost like a sex scandal type atmosphere, but clearly like yeah. there's nothing coming out about that. So let's say where we are right now and the most interesting things. And to me, the things that people are, they're, they're talking about a little bit, but it's really, really interesting to me because I think that all of a sudden everybody's learning exactly what OpenAI is and what it's going to be going forward. So here's where I would take it. Like, first of all, the name that not a lot of people talked about was Ilya Suskover, right? So he is one of the yeah. co-founders. I think they poached him from Google back in 2015, but everybody knew Sam Altman, right? He's a very Steve Jobsian kind of figure, even though you always have I mean, co-founders. he's running the show as this... Yeah, he's running the show as a CEO. And he's in front of Congress. He's, do you know what I mean? Like, he's the guy that everybody's like, uh, you know, world leaders are, you know, elbowing each other out of their way to sit next to, right? So, but here's like the really interesting thing. And the thing that it's almost like finding this clause in your terms and conditions and being like, wait, you can't possibly do that, right? Let's set this stage. OpenAI has a board. OpenAI's board is six people. So on those, uh, those six people are uh, obviously Sam Altman, uh, Greg Brockman, uh, Ilya Suskiver. Let's pause there for a second. Those are three co-founders of OpenAI. And then what they have uh, are folks that are what they call like basically independent board members. So uh, so those are uh, Adam D'Angelo, who you said uh, last night, CEO, CEO of Quora, Quora. Uh, Tasha McCauley, who's uh, a tech entrepreneur, and then Helen Toner, Georgetown Center for Security and Emerging Tech. So what's interesting about that? Well, Two of those are now out. So on a board of directors, you do not need that many votes. So that's why this could have essentially been orchestrated by one man, Ilya Suskover, and sort of, you know, I assume leaning yeah. on these other three who probably didn't feel like they have as much power. That is number one. And the other thing that's so interesting about this is the why, right? And that's when I just sort of posted, just dropped another YouTube video. As you said, I raced home from Costco because I was getting all these texts. People like, what's happening? What's happening? So raced home. And I threw up, not literally threw up, I felt like I was going to throw up. I put up on YouTube the uh, flowchart of how the, uh, the the organizational structure of OpenAI. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is that this is a 501c3. You know when like your nephew starts a toy drive and he starts a 501c3? That is what this is. It is a non- mm -hmm. Profit and Suskiver was the one responsible for uh, alignment, safety, and all that kind of stuff. And Suskiver was apparently the one who's like, this does not fit with what we are doing. Let's start over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, what I think is really interesting here is beyond just like Sam Altman did something bad. I think like a lot of people had theories about this. Um, I think like his sister has some like allegations around him from when he was like a teenager and she was young. Um, some people call into question. I don't know. I'll get into all of that. But uh, 
the reason why I think it's less likely to be related to something in in that regard, people, you know, aren't really going down that rabbit hole is because it's not just Sam Altman that got axed. It's Greg Brockman as well. And he was the chair, right? So when you have the chair of the board and the CEO axed, this is like, it, it's a coup essentially, right? Like this is really coming from the inside. Now, of course, there's the independent board members. So you got the guy, uh, you know, the CEO of Quora. Um, but in order to like essentially kick them out, they had to get buy-in from the other co-founders. They had to get, you know, Mira and, and the rest of them, like essentially to agree to this and that uh, there's not a lot of margin for error if, uh, but someone had to lead the charge on this. So well, well that's what's so interesting. It. Yeah. And, and just on that, right. Mira is not on the board though. Right. So, so oh, the buy how much that's the, that's the big question. Mira was apparently the first one to know, right. So Mira was apparently told Thursday night what was happening here because she was Mira, uh, uh, is, is the, the CTO. She was, uh, elevated to, uh, CEO. But as you're talking about, right, these other independent board members, and I don't want to speculate on who has power and who has, who does and all the kind of things. And I don't know uh, the other people, so I don't want to say it, uh, stuff like that. But when you have like, you know, somebody like a Helen Toner, who's um, obviously a phenomenal uh, individual and brilliant individual. But is that an individual who's able to stand up to somebody like an Ilya Suskover? I, I don't know. I can't say enough, but certainly Ilya had the power to change the minds of those three people. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you... <laughs> you kind of know where this is coming from. Like this is a co-founder issue, right? And a lot of people are saying Ilias felt like they were going too fast uh, to productization with the GPT store. It was too focused on commercialization and not focused enough on, you know, their open source mission. What's interesting to me about all of this, this is criticism that you've heard from a lot of people for a long time. Elon Musk, super vocal. He's like, I gave them, you know, $100 million or whatever. It was a, it was an open source nonprofit. Now it's a closed source for profit. He's <laughs> mad. A lot of people are mad. My assumption was, okay, so the co-founders of OpenAI, they're all cool. They all say, let's, you know, go make the money. Let's make it a, uh, you know, for profit, whatever. And they go do it. It seems like there was some like deep rooted factions within this where it maybe wasn't as settled and maybe it was Sam Altman just kind of ramming it through a little bit. And then all of a sudden Ilias is like, Hey, look, I have power. I can kick you out because you're, you're kind of, so like, it's interesting because on the one hand you want to be like, okay, this is messed up. Like, and especially to say, put their big quote out being like, you know, we no longer have trust in him. Like, that's that's kind of a little a little harsh. The guy that turned you from a zero to a ninety billion dollar company. I mean, it was a twenty billion dollar company at the beginning of the year. Now it's a ninety at this at the end of the year, like or eighty, whatever. It's like okay, so he obviously is crushing it financially, like losing all trust in him. It's like what does trust mean? Because it's not, and then his ability to lead. It's like it's not his ability to generate revenue. He's generating a lot of revenue and he's kind of crushing on the financial side, like ability to churn out like good quality tech. No, he's doing that as well. There's a whole bunch of incredible innovations that Google and Microsoft can't, you know, keep up with. So it's like, what, what is, where is the trust lost? And a lot of people are saying it's on the safety side, pushing stuff through too fast. What have you heard on this? That's exactly what I've heard. I, and I, I'm not even sure I've heard anything else that's credible, right? I mean, like, Suscover, it's, look, he was put in charge in this, just this year in July of this year. He was put in charge. By the way, he's one of the time, you know, 100, uh, you know, uh, AI people, right? So this guy's a yep. brilliant guy. This year, he was put in charge of super alignment. He was put in charge of essentially uh, ensuring that AI uh, is in the same you know alignment with human values. Obviously, he took that very, very seriously. But here's the thing that is kind of confusing to me. How does it happen 
this quickly and this privately. This is not something you could have possibly spoken to anybody else about because this is a, a leaky sieve, right? I mean, like people yeah. kind of hear about any rumors like this. This is one of the most famous companies in the world at this point, especially around this, doing one of the most famous, unbelievable things in the history of the universe, which is creating AGI there at the forefront. And so what I'm hearing about this and what I'm seeing and all the things that seem the most credible are exactly what you're saying. Like, this is a guy who's like, hey, my mission is to protect this nonprofit. My, we started this because of this thing. We are not a 501c3 uh, because we're trying to do, uh, you know, the Christmas toy drive, right? We are a 501c3 yep. because we are trying to do this safely. And we they were, they were walking a knife edge, right? And I think Sam Altman back uh, when people were talking more ex existential risk, he was like, we're not even training GPT-5. Now, you know, probably bending the truth there a little bit. I think Code Interpreter yeah. probably was kind of the 4.5 or whatever. So maybe they were sort of yeah. like skirting the truth a little bit there. But also there is no way to keep that sort of competitive advantage and slow down. In fact, when Sam Altman got up on stage and talked about the GPTs, he did not say, hey, guess what? Autonomous agents. The first thing he said was autonomous agents can be dangerous. They are a risk. Sam Altman has never shied away from saying this is an existential risk. And that seemed to come from uh, his heart in a place of uh, real profound authenticity. I think Greg Brockman was the same thing. So I think to the outside world, like us who are who are so unused to people saying be careful with our product you don't hear meta being like oh, i don't use facebook so much or tiktok being like oh be careful or you know jack saying watch out for twitter or steve jobs being like don't use the ipad it's going to right sam altman was the one saying hey guys be careful we got to take this slowly so that's what's so shocking to me and i think what sort of like hits your point which is that this was a safety issue this feels like and i don't even see any evidence this is not conspiracy this is a coup straight out of the coup, uh, you know, Webster's Dictionary of a coup. But second yeah. of all, this was really a coup orchestrated by one man. And in, in Ilya's defense, he's sort of saying like, look, you put me in charge of this. You guys were going off the rails. Now, I don't feel like I'm in Ilya's defense uh, or, or on his side at all, to be totally honest. The fact that it happened so quickly, and maybe they had some behind the scenes thing. But so quickly, this was a coup. This happened uh, at noon. They told Sam Altman at noon over on a Google Meet thing, which is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Brockman, uh, you know, maybe uh, two hours later or something like that. And then the world at the same time. Last thing I'll say on this is that Microsoft, to my understanding, does not have an exclusivity agreement. I mean, like mm -hmm. this is uh, Microsoft sort of apparently furious half hour before the bell rang, which means they lost billions on it. Nadala was yeah. up there on stage pinning his hopes and practically his body to Sam Altman. That's the thing that to me really just blows my mind that it could have happened this quickly, which really raises for me concerns about, even though Ilya Suskova brilliant, it just raises concerns about how quickly this is all happening. Yeah. I'll say uh, the, if you, if you look at the, the Microsoft stock over the today, it, it's down, I guess, it was all before close market close. Right. But it, yeah, it's down like 2%, um, after market, it's still, tre it's trending down even more. So I think it's just getting worse. Um, Apple's down Nvidia's down. Like, honestly, it's interesting because I think this is like, there's big impacts. Like, uh, you know, of course everyone being dramatic on Twitter, but or on X or whatever, but they're like, the star has fallen. Like, San Francisco is lost. You know, like they're saying like ridiculous things and it's funny and stuff. But at the same time, like, let's be honest, OpenAI was the shining 
star this year of tech startups. Sam Altman was the CEO and he led it and he's led it for a long time. It's not like he was, it was new co-founder, right? And uh, when you look at this, like for all intents and purposes, a lot of people are saying without the AI boom we've seen this year, the economy would have been significantly more hammered. The stock market, like it, yeah, we were like, we're doing good because we have Apple, Amazon, Intel, NVIDIA that are doing good. If these guys, if there was no AI and it was just another hard year for tech stocks and everything else, like the, the economy itself would be significantly more beat up. And so I think like a lot of people literally pin, like it's it's very significant. It's like the guy that led the company that led the the technology wave that's holding the whole freaking economy up right now. It, it kind of feels like that. And so when he's out and you're seeing everyone else is in the red right now, not a good feeling. Um, but this is what's interesting. A bunch of stocks are dropping. You know who's not dropping? Amazon up 1.6%. Wow. And a lot of people are talking about the fact that OpenAI was like the last thing kind of stopping Amazon and AWS from like total supremacy in this whole, in this whole, um, you know, they were the number one host web host provider and stuff. And so as soon as OpenAI comes in with all their cool tech, they partner with Microsoft, Microsoft makes them custom chips for training AI. They make AI super popular. I, honestly, if you look at it, AWS has been losing a little market share and uh, Azure, Microsoft Azure has been gaining market share on the, on the host side. So like there's all of these other economic things that are coming into play right now that I think are significant in this whole conversation. Super, super fascinating. Um, there's a bunch of funny predictions online. Okay, but the one thing I wanna I wanna say that I just heard is that one of the chief scientists, one of the chief uh, AI uh, people in charge of AI that was training GPT five, quit. Right. Uh, has just quit. And so with that, like it it honestly begs the question of like, what's the what's the future of OpenAI? It's kind of interesting if you're go if you are like Hacker News and like look at the tech forums, all the tech developers are saying like hey, we're like working on this really complicated project with GPT-4 right now. What should we do here? Like, should we just quit and move to another thing? Like, like what should totally. we do? And I think it puts us in this limbo space that people yep. don't understand, like literally is slowing down tech and AI development. People yeah. don't like the uncertainty. And there's some serious uncertainty. If There's some serious uncertainty. That's the thing, right? And this is the analogy that I keep thinking of with this is that I think you just nailed it on the head, right? So like Altman's out, Brockman's out there, sort of like, you know, right away overnight, three big scientists left from there. This is not like one of these things where Sam Altman uh, goes out, like Steve Jobs, you know, like leaving everything like that. This is not a zero sum thing. What happened, you know, like in politics, when you have like, you know, your candidate on, you know, X, you know, side X, and then you're going up against, you know, your rival on uh, side B and you're like, okay, but then the worst thing that can happen is another popular person pops up on your side. Why is that? Because it splits the vote, right? So the problem that OpenAI has right now is that Altman, Brockman, some of these other guys who are super popular. And by the way, OpenAI has still had a lot of people saying like, no, listen, we're still going. They weren't micromanagers. Everything's great. All that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. when you have a split, it's like that political party where now it has two popular people. That's the worst case for open AI because it's not just yeah. like those people disagree and Microsoft and everybody else are still like, don't worry, we're still in open AI. 
what if Altman, Brockman, everybody else turn around and they either sort of like take some kind of like fledgling uh, company that we don't even know about, but actually had like great tech behind it or something like that, take that over, sort of somehow supercharge and speed up their process. All of a sudden, you are now pulling at the fabric of OpenAI in terms of their best developers, their best engineers, everything else, have to make a choice. Do they stay with, uh, you know, Ilya? Do they stay with Sam? How do they do this? And that to me is like the really terrifying thing for OpenAI because, and you know, you and I love OpenAI. OpenAI, think about this, Jane. A week ago, not only was DevDay a huge popularity, they had to stop selling their product, a digital product. Because yeah. it was getting overwhelmed. Like that's the rate of success that OpenAI was experiencing. And then yeah. this, I'm just stunned. Yeah. Okay. So I want to read something interesting I saw. Well, okay. The first thing is um, Sam Altman has been very um, optimistic and positive. I, I would say for all things considered on, on X, he's been posting. Um, he did say one thing that I thought was hilarious, but uh, you know, he, he says like, I love you all. Today was a weird experience in many ways, but one, but one unexpected one is that it has been um, sort of like reading your own eulogy while you're still alive, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. Everyone like talking about him. Um, anyways, so he he comes off with an optimistic vibe. But at the same time, there is an edge because he also tweeted uh, right after that. He said, if I start going off the opening, the open AI board should go after me for the full value of my shares. I think he's kind of making fun of the fact that, you know, he doesn't have I don't know if he doesn't have shares or what the deal is. I know they structured. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, he said he didn't have shares. Like, but that, that was one of the conspiracy theories too, right? That he actually had like things. But now I think we know. I think it's just an alignment issue, Jaden. Unless you think that you have another Jaden conspiracy, which I'm always here for Jaden conspiracies. If you think something else is going I got on. a lot. I have lots. <laughs> but I'll, I'll spare you some of them. <laughs> it's listen i mean i i we obviously haven't seen uh the end of this i mean google gemini is all of a sudden looking really really good it's sort of like the person who has the scandal and then all of a sudden there's a natural disaster right like it's yeah. kind of quote unquote the best quote unquote thing that can happen to that individual uh we have just been talking about you know how gemini is sort of uh hurting and all that kind of stuff this is going to be a new day for um all these companies anthropic everybody else they have just been gifted this thing right in their lap yeah. Okay. One conspiracy theory or theory, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, that I do want to bring up. And I've been seeing this one a lot on Twitter. A lot of people are talking about this. So I think feel like there's some sort of element to truth. Um, but I'll just I'll I'll talk through the whole thing. Um anyway, someone tweeted and said, uh, there's a small piece of evidence for the Ilya pushed the AGI panic button theory. So at APEC, one day before Sam was fired, um, an interview. An interviewer asked him, what is the most remarkable surprise you expect to happen in 2024? Sam Altman said, the model capabilities will have taken such a leap forward that no one expected. Okay, well, it sure seems like they're already taking insane leaps forward. So do tell Sam. Um, he said, the model capabilities, like what these systems can do, will have taken such a leap. Okay, wait, that's me repeating it. Um, he said, it will be just different from expectations. I think people will have like in their minds, how much better the model will be next year. And it'll be remarkable how much different it is. Okay. So obviously we're going to see some big things. He also said, and this is the one that a lot of people are quoting. He said four times in the history of OpenAI, the most recent time was in the last couple of weeks. I've gotten to be in the room when we push the veil of ignorance back and the frontier of discovery forward. Getting to do that is a professional honor of a lifetime. Wow. No one knows what he's talking about. Nobody knows. 
but apparently four times in the history of the eight year history. So once every two years, you know, you would assume some very monumental thing happens. And the most recent time was, you know, the last couple of weeks. So all that being said, I think this really kind of goes towards the whole theory. They've discovered something crazy. Maybe Sam Altman got a demo of it. He didn't share it with Ilya, who is trending on X right now. Also, Sam and Greg are trending on X, the open AI. You know, this, this Twitter is blowing up with this stuff. But uh, some are saying he got some demo or he had some insider information. He knew what was going on and uh, he didn't share it. So he got kicked out. Leads to so many questions. Was this a good move? Could you not communicate better? Was he like, you know, going to harm the human race or is Ilya overreacting? And if so, like, I want to just talk about what happens next. I would love to pick mm-hmm. your brain on this, Connor. What happens next? Is Sam, are Sam and Greg going to start a new AI company? Is it going to compete with OpenAI? Is it going to take it down, but have no governance issues? And it's going to be a for-profit and a normal C-Corp from Delaware? Like, what's your prediction on that? So this is such a good question, right? I don't think it's going to be a non-profit. I just don't know if they're going to put themselves in that uh, kind of position again, number one. But number two, you know, you were talking a, a little while ago about Grok, right? That's Elon Musk's uh, new large mm-hmm. language model and how hard it is to get these things up to speed in this amount of time. This is not just like, hey guys, uh, we're going to sell this new service and now everybody come over to me. It's not like threads or something like that, right? Where it's like, oh, it's sort of like Twitter, but it's not that complicated to build. Building these things takes a tremendous amount of capital. It takes a tremendous amount of engineers. It takes so much data. They've been now locked out. That's my big concern is the wrong word. Sorry. Open AI, let's be honest here is so powerful because it trained on everything before people understood their data was valuable. Those days are long gone as of a couple of months ago, right? Nobody's giving out their data anymore. Mm -hmm. I have no, I'm never going to doubt Sam Altman and Greg Brockman. But one of the things about these large language models is that they have to, they take time to build. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't just jump from zero to uh, ChatGPT5. So if they're building a new company, I do not think, because I've never seen, well, not in history, I guess you see it in sports, somebody jumping to sort of like, you know, Anthropic or something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody offer they can't refuse. Listen, Anthropic is one of the few places that, well, I might be wrong about this, but this may be my ignorance, doesn't have like the superstar at the head, right? It's not like sort of mm-hmm. an easily identifiable thing. But I would say Anthropic's in second place. I'm not even sure if Gemini is or not. But Google has uh, its guy. Microsoft has its guy. People have their guy. Mm-hmm. And topic is so powerful. And if you put Sam Altman, I'm not speculating on this. I'm just saying that you sort of like almost have to get a model that is a going concern. Again, uh, Musk is out there. Everybody's out there. Uh, even with inflection, you have Bill Gates and you have uh, Eric Schmidt and you have others. Maybe Sam Altman. Okay, wild speculation, hot take. Uh, don't quote me on this. Maybe he goes over to Anthropic and becomes the head of Anthropic. And man, that would be insane. That would be insane. And I think you have a good point here, which is, Everyone's like, oh my, oh my gosh, uh, Greg and Sam are going to start a new AI company. And and they might, right? But you also have to know it takes time to spin this up. And like time is of the essence. As we're seeing with Gemini and Microsoft and everyone trying to catch up to OpenAI, like if that's got to be rough for Sam and Greg. They were at the cutting edge. A few weeks ago, he saw something that blew his mind that no one even knows about. He knows about it. So <laughs> I arguably, he's the only one that could probably figure out how to compete he could probably poach the top talent from OpenAI to join him. So no there is some like things, but but it's still it's still the fact of it's going to take time to spin up a company, energy, time. Like 
and by which point people could push forward and, and get past them. And I'm worried about that. The one like a uh, glimmer of hope, I think in that uh, theory though, is essentially what I think Elon has been able to accomplish with. And I know everyone's going to be triggered by me saying Elon accomplished because I know Elon <laughs> didn't accomplish it. It was the AI engineers that he got there, whatever guys get off my case. But what they were able to do with, with Grok and with all of Twitter's data, that is impressive to me that they really spun that up and trained it in three months. That's impressive. And they're going to do some cool things and they'll have their own stuff. That gives me hope that a rock star, like, but to be fair, they trained it and spun it up in three months, but Elon's been working on it for, I think like eight or something since the beginning of the year. So it's just like, what do we have to wait till 2024 for Sam and Greg's like big unveil, cool thing they're, they're catching up with, you know, it just, ah, it just I mean, hurts. we got to get through the holidays. But listen, by that time, yeah. Jake will be like riding robot dogs, right? I mean, like we right. have to, so they have to do something fast. They have to sort of have some kind of head start. I'm dying to see what it's going to be. Me too. Uh, Connor, thanks so much for doing this emergency pod with me. We're going to keep everyone up to date as things happen. Uh, we'll, we'll break you the news. We'll keep you in the loop on everything happening with the situation because this is not just important for OpenAI, obviously. This is very important for AI, for tech, and I think it gets to the overall economy, uh, what happens with this story. So we'll make sure to keep you up to date. Thanks so much for tuning in to the AI Applied Podcast. Make sure to rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Seriously, it helps us have the motivation to do these emergency podcasts in the middle of a Saturday. Uh, helps our wives forgive us a little bit more. So <laughs> make sure to leave us a five-star review if you like the pod and have a great rest of your Saturday.